Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Pick 6 Podcast, where right before we started recording, we were comparing the bad situation at wide receiver at Nebraska to an even worse situation at wide receiver at Iowa. And there's one program in America that's got a better situation, worse situation than the Huskers do, and that's the guys. So there's a little bit of a Iowa dig to start the thing. Hello, everyone. Uh, Evan Bland, Tom Chattel, Sam McEwen here uh, for the Pick 6 Podcast. It's Michigan week, and I don't know. It doesn't feel necessarily like a huge week, but this is the best team Nebraska's probably going to play this season. Number two, Michigan, coming to town, 2.30, Fox game. Uh, that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll, cover, we'll cover the dynamics of that. We're going to talk about Nebraska men's and women's basketball a little bit. Need Tom's thoughts on Fred Hoiberg's presser yesterday, a beat. Uh, we'll talk a little Amy Williams as well. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll hit a little baseball. I think volleyball is, you know, they're playing on the road against Purdue and Indiana. They're great. We love them. We know how good they are. Um, and then they'll play next week at Michigan and Michigan State. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back to them uh, when, when they're back at home. But they're, they're playing well and, as usual, dominating as the number two team in the country. Uh, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the Omaha World Herald. You can do that at www.omaha.com backslash subscribe. Today is, what, September 27th? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. So if you get a subscription today, it is uh, $1 for six months. And that subscription will take you all the way to the end of March. So when Nebraska makes the Final Four, um, you'll have coverage all the way through uh, to that Nebraska basketball. Or if you're a Jasker, when Creighton basketball makes the Final Four, and they might actually do that. Um, if you're a Husker football fan and a Creighton basketball fan, uh, this podcast is also for you. Uh, so uh, subscribe to the Omaha World Herald. Okay, gentlemen, uh, here we are. It's a Wednesday, three days out from Jim Harbaugh, the quirkiest college football coach what is it, east of Boulder, hmm. uh, coming to town. <laughs> Number two team in the country. Uh, they haven't lost a regular season game in almost two years. And what do you feel like the buzz is at this moment? You know, I, that's a good question. I, um, you know, my, my wife goes, she's an oil fan, and she's got tickets, and uh, she's not really up for it. And her, her thinking is, well, they're – I just hope it's not a bad game. And uh, people expect this to be some kind of a blowout. I, I, I don't know that if Nebraska, if they don't turn it over, I don't, I don't expect it to be a blowout. I don't, I, I don't think Michigan scores that quickly. Uh, and they don't – if you're Michigan, you know, you're looking at this game going, okay, we've got a few other games coming up that are not big yet. They play Indiana, I think, and they play Minnesota next week. And – uh, all of their games are, are the, the the big ones are are like backloaded at the end of the year, mm-hmm. so they don't they want to come here and just get in and get out. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to have anything crazy happen. Just uh, like last week, uh, workman like show up, block, run, score. Uh, you know, defense stop them, 
get on the bus, go home, you know, fly home. So I, I don't think Michigan's going to come in here. There's there's no revenge deal. There's no – they're not trying to – the one thing I, w- I would say is when you're number two, uh, you know, then the, the playoff rankings will come out in about a month or maybe a few weeks. Um, then we'll start worrying about point spreads. Then we'll points. start worrying about – uh, how many, you know, a margin of, of, of wins. And so that might come into factor. Uh, it was a little bit Saturday. But I don't expect Harbaugh to come in here and, and try to score 70 or 60. or And I don't think he will be able to. I think the Brass defense will, will play well. I just don't know if their offense can hang in there. Um, but I just expect to grind them out, you know, long drives, probably a few punts. Um <laughs> And from Nebraska, and just we'll just see. Um, I haven't picked a score yet, but you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have a saying. I do, yeah. And I think the time of day matters too, right? The twenty-one game in Lincoln was so electric in part because it was a night game, and I think that was the debut of the light show at Memorial Stadium. And of course, that came down to the to the end, and so you're going to have to kind of muster that energy a little bit more for a two thirty kick. And the other thing, like I think too, it's sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum for how people see non-conference games. It's like, okay, you got to get through the Northern Illinois and the La Techs, but you also kind of got to get through these games where you're big underdogs and you, you kind of feel like it's maybe not going to be the most fun day um, to, to get to those games in the second half like you're talking about, Tom, where it feels like every game is going to be decided by a possession. That's that's kind of where you're going to make your season. So like, I don't think anyone feels like Nebraska is going to has measured up to what Michigan is doing at this point. And the other thing, and I'm I'm writing about this this week. I mean, some of the streaks that they've got going on against top competition, and it mounts. It's they've lost 22 straight to top 25 teams, uh, 20 straight to top 25 Big Ten teams, yeah. 16 in a row, uh, or I'm sorry, 11 uh, straight to top 10 teams. Um, and there's just no there's just no big signature wins. You got to go way back to Oregon in 2016. The last time that they won one of these, so it feels kind of like you're not going to pick it until they do it, right? They, have, they haven't done it in yeah. so long. I think people are conditioned almost to look at these games as like, all right, let's just you know keep it competitive, kind of keep our heads down and move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's been a really strange series too. The first one I remember, uh, I think it was Denard Robinson went off on them a little bit uh, the, the, the the very first time they went to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've won at Ann Arbor. Uh, Abdullah scores late uh, that one year. Um, you know, strange year. They, they won at, at Michigan and at Penn State in, in, in the same month, and then they come home and lose to somebody. Um, but they've, um, you know, Scott Frost got, they got blown out there. Obliterated. Um, that was bad. The first rock bottom. The, the kicker, Bill Moose meeting everybody at the bus. The, the kicker got to work. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the kicker slips and falls on the kickoff. Um, That's right. Um, so there have been some really weird game. You know, the first time they came here, I think it was the year after. I think I think they beat Denard Robinson here. They did. Um, so they, they they beat him here. They had the the, the big one a couple of years ago. They could have gone either way. That was a fun night. Just just a great, you know, Har- Harbaugh is working the officials like Coach K every time out, every stoppage. He's yelling at him. Um, it was just, it was great theater. And so this one is, I think you look at what Rue wants to do. This is kind of a, maybe a, not a preview, but this is, you know, if you're Nebraska, you're hopeful 
this can be a game that will be fun down the road because Nebraska is going to play it the way Michigan does. And uh, they've, got, they've got to get better players and better offensive line play. But, um, you know, Michigan has shown that in the playoff era, you, you can play this, you can play the old Schembechler way and win, right. and win big. And by the way, that's probably what I'm going to write about for Saturday. Um, Nebraska you've obviously used to play that way. And, um, you know, when Nebraska was dominating and winning the Big 8 and Big 12, they were a Big 10 team. And so this is how they, they've always done this. So this goes, this is like Shen Beckler, and I was reading up on the, I, I've got a, a bunch of books at home. I've, I've got a Bo Shen Beckler biography. I read that last night a little bit. He started this in, in 1971 because he didn't have, he didn't have receivers. So he had random ball. His best players were Running backs and linemen, hmm. and um, this is how Devaney did it. So, and Devaney was from Michigan, right? So, um, there's a lot of roots here. Um, haven't found a lot of Osborne, Schembechler ties yet. Uh, I'm still working on that, but um, this is, you know, a fun matchup in a lot of ways, a lot of history, um, but. Uh, you know, this Saturday may not be so much fun, but that's why we show up. It is. You know, what's interesting is, yes, I think, Evan, some of the, the, the low mood about this game is related to the losing streaks. I think some of it, and I'm not trying to say that Nebraska shouldn't be in the Big Ten. There's just a little bit of fatigue with the league. When you're not competitive or very competitive in it, I think sometimes you can you can kind of gloss over some of the bigger games because there's an expectation you're not going to win. And then, and again, I, I think some of it is the approach that Nebraska's taking, and I understand why they're doing it. I think there's a thought process behind, we're just going to play the game this week, we're just going to play the team this week, we're going to focus on us. I think what they're trying to do is create building blocks that get the program to a place where maybe it can tap into that extra thing of emotion. But it's not a real emotional program, and that's okay. Like I, I just said it was okay, but simultaneously, and I saw this, felt the same way with the Colorado week. I felt like there was a lot of pressure and that people were kind of uptight. Mm-hmm. I thought they played that way out in Colorado a little bit. And I feel like, the, again, this week there's a sense of just like, hey, we're Michigan's a good team. We don't – I'll be curious to see on Thursday, for example, if Rule makes an appeal to the crowd and says, hey, we need you. We need you to be loud and crazy on Saturday because we need the home field advantage to help us. I don't know if he's going to do that. Like somebody may ask him and then he might go, oh, yeah, that would be helpful. But I would be, you know, like. I don't I, think he should. I, I, I honestly don't think they should put fine. that. Yeah, I, I don't believe they should put that much into this. Um, again, I think you, you've got to manage this season. And one of those things is with the Colorado game early and now this Michigan game. You don't want to burn these guys out. You don't want to get them so high, and then okay, you lose. Oh, right, it's over. You know, we we failed. Mm-hmm. No, the again, this is a tale of two seasons. Uh, two weeks or the bye week. Uh, the first half will be done. Six games exactly. Then then the last six come up, and I, I look at stuff like uh, a Teddy Prochaska. Easing him back in. I believe 
a lot of things can can start that, that when when they come back from that bye week. The second half, a lot of games. What well, I'm not going to say winnable. No, it's a great point. They're all winnable. They're all losable. But I'm just saying, don't ease into we're gonna this define, thing. We're going to define the team by what happens after the bye week more than we are before. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. By by the end of the Iowa game, that's when you're going to know what the season was. Not 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 this week. And I, I don't think you want to get too up for this because you're not capable of that. it yet. And part of managing a team in a season is knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And and if you you see them, you know who they are, but you know what they can be, but they aren't there yet. Hmm. I think that's good. I mean i I'll be curious to see how Nebraska comes out on Saturday. I do think they can hang around. I mean, Michigan's not going to run away and hide. Michigan is not probably going to show everything they've got, especially on defense, given that Michigan's goal is to win the national championship. That's their goal. And I'm not trying to knock Nebraska, but unless Michigan gets in a game with Nebraska where they're behind or like it was in 2021, I'm not sure how much they have to pull out of the kitchen sink. They might just be able to run their, their base stuff on defense, you know, pay attention to the option and make stops and then go win a game. Like, I don't think it would surprise any of us here if Nebraska loses 24-10 and it's 17-10 going into the fourth quarter and everybody's, oh, this is pretty good. Like, it's not going to surprise anybody. I don't think it would surprise the fans. It would surprise me if Michigan's up 31-0 at half. It really would. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. So That would have to be a lot of turnovers. Oh, yeah, which is possible. But so I I think this is a game where, where people are maybe cautiously optimistic that it could be somewhat competitive. But simultaneously, yeah, it just doesn't feel like, and I was thinking about this, it's not like 2021 Michigan. I remember that. No. It's not really like 2019 Ohio State, and Nebraska got its ass kicked that night. But you remember the game day was here, and everybody mm-hmm. kind of knew, oh, man, Ohio State's really going to put it to them. But, but there was an excitement in the air. And, you know, it's just so it, it's not like any of those games. I think people are probably taking the appropriate a- approach to the beginning of the rule era. And Rule himself has been pretty cautious. Like, he, he gives good answers at the pressers, but he never, you know, he's not going to push the button hard yet. But you think maybe after the bye week there's a moment where he's like, all right, we're no, going to hit the gas pedal just up for this one game. I, no, I, I think they're going to be pretty even keel all the way through it because, um, let's face it, they don't have enough yet right. to get excited and we're going to, here we come, we're making a run. Right. They just don't have enough of, of anything right now. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And what they're going to try to do is put all those together and, and, and try to see if, if they can get a win every week. But, um, no, I don't, I don't expect them to say, come out of the Bible and go, here we go. Right. No, that might be me saying that, but it won't be him. Um, uh, and, frankly, the Purdue and Northwestern games, they can lose those at home, too. So we're not going to put W's next to those at all. Um, at all. But um, I just think it's um, – for me, Saturday is about, okay, you're trying to be physical. We'll see how physical you are this yeah. week. That's to me, well, that's what I'm looking for Saturday. Not, you know, win or lose, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think this is, a, this is a good early measuring stick, okay? All the things you've been doing in the spring and, and, and the Bloody Tuesdays, which I love, um, I think that's really interesting, but you know, what does that mean right now? And so 
it's, it's a good measuring stick. I think the mood too is is reflective of the growth that the program's made in the first year. Like I try to think about what was the mood when Nebraska's playing some of these top teams in recent years. Like when Ohio State came to town and game day was here, it was like this is probably oh yeah this is this is probably not appropriate for for the skill level of these guys. When they, when they went to Michigan in 2018, it was like oh boy, and you could see it on the field. Like yeah. they they looked different than Nebraska. Yeah, um, they did. When they went to Penn State in 2017, you know, that was a good Penn State team, and it was like, oh, man, sure, this is going to be ugly. And, like, I, I don't feel like they're going to get steamrolled, and I think that's a nod to what they've done through four games. And flaws and all, they're still they've, – they've been good against the run, and they've been good running the ball. And so, yeah, they have the warts, um, quarterbacks unsettled, receivers unsettled, really um, – but they're making incremental growth, and so I feel like the mood is appropriate for that to where this is not a total mess, yeah. but the, there's still a lot to, to be built here moving on. I'm not sold on Michigan. Uh, I have them third right in my Big Ten rankings. I did not pick them to win the Big Ten title. I think they're just a tick less talented than they were the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, so far, they haven't run the ball the same way that they ran the ball the last two years. Um, they ran it for 204 against Nebraska in 2021. I think 245 a couple years ago, when, or last year when Mark Whipple got knocked down on the sidelines. I'll always remember that game for Chubba Purdy got hurt, and then about four seconds later, Mark Whipple got hurt. Yeah. And they liter- and he literally would not spend a half out, and so he called the second half from the press box. It's just, I'll always remember that as the game where Mark Whipple got hurt. And right at the end, Jim Harbaugh decides to kick a field goal, and his own fans are booing him. Um, and, and as it turns out, it was helpful because the following week, Jake Moody has to kick, make four of them to beat Illinois, and that's how they make the, the college football playoffs. So, um, I, I, think, I agree with you. I, I don't know who's going to win the Big Ten right now. I mean, I think Ohio State doesn't look great, but boy, they had, when they had to have it last week yeah. in the hardest place, one of the hardest places to win. They they did it and uh, ten men on the field eleven whatever they 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 they, they, they really got it going uh, they when they had to but Penn State looks awfully good and they have Michigan at home they but do they got to go to Columbus they do um, so I think all three of them are pretty equal this year could, just, could there be a three way tie could be where they all beat each other yep and then it goes to I don't even know it goes to something but if they all beat each other. And they all have one loss, then there's no head-to-head. I think the next thing is, like, divisional record, yeah. which they would all tie in. And then it would go to... Gosh, Point differential, maybe? It's Eventually it gets down to that, and that's where I think Penn State's going to have the advantage because Michigan just doesn't have a desire to run opponents off the field. And, and then the, the playoff committee can take whoever they want. They don't have, they they don't have to abide by any uh, no question. tiebreaker. They did uh-huh. it in 2016 yeah. when Penn State won the Big Ten title oh, and they took Ohio State. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I agree with you. I watched the second half of the Ohio State game. I didn't think they were going to win the game. And then at the very end, Notre Dame drops a pick. Two big mistakes at the end. Yeah. They, they run out of there with the win. And, and you know, we'll see We'll see where it goes. I, I don't know. I like the fact that Nebraska's running option plays and old-school old power offense stuff. This is... Not, um, it's about as bad as the receivers have ever been. I didn't cover the 0-4 team. I think both of you did. And I remember that there were guys playing receiver who never played receiver again at Nebraska. Right? That's right. The Bill Callahan's first year. But this is about as this is about as depleted as I've ever seen it. 
they're so not confident in one of the guys that they're moving him to running back, and they need wide receivers, and they're moving him to running back. So it's just it's a mess. It's I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to ask you about. Um, I'm not trying to hijack your, your no, podcast here, but um, the uh, the old school plays. You found a couple. I, I, I was reading uh, your, your tweets. They're your, mm-hmm. they call tweets now. They call X's. I don't know. Poser. But, um, yeah. The, but the, you, you found uh, some plays from the 80s that, 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 that they're using now. They are. So one of them, so Matt Rule on Monday said he had never run a 41-toss pitch before. And basically what a 41-toss pitch is, is it's a toss back into the middle of the line. You don't see it very often. Florida used to run it with Fred Taylor, Michael Severe, former World Herald, uh, a friend of the program, former World Herald guy, said that uh, Jeremy Hill at LSU used to run it too. Basically, it's a toss back into the middle of the field. Nebraska used to run it all the time. And Tom Osborne developed it. And uh, they actually, you remember the 91 Nebraska-Oklahoma game. Uh, they got a fourth down conversion here in, in Lincoln. Same play. Uh, it was a toss pitch back to Calvin Jones. Then on the next play, it's a sprint draw, and they win the game. So I don't know where they got the play from, presumably Ron Brown. And then the other play they ran, other teams have run, but it was... Isn't that interesting, though? Yeah. And, and I think it is Ron Brown. I'm sure um, it is. Or it's T.O. through Ron Brown. Yeah, but I just feel like, isn't that interesting that they're that they're willing to do that? Yeah. Um, I... I, I you know, some people will say, "Well, what are we doing? You're going back to you letting your Osborne coach the team." No, it's 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 good to throw a couple of wrinkles in there. That I mean, people don't see that stuff. Isn't it Mike Riley, 2015, when they adjusted to to Tommy Armstrong and tried to win games right. with a yeah. mobile quarterback? So I, don't, I don't know that they used the they old did, offense. They though. did not. And but uh, I guarantee they did a really good job too. The, the guy Polini would never do that. He he he, he wanted nothing to do with the old old Husker stuff. Right. So Callahan didn't either. So um, no. If folks who want to go back and watch those games, that was from the 88 Arizona State game, which was a really good game in the first half, and Nebraska took over in the second half. But if you go back and you go to YouTube and you watch 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, prior to Tommy getting there, so those years, yeah. they run a lot of that stuff. Now, when Tommy gets there, and Tommy would obviously speak to this better than I ever could, they started running more option because he was so good at it. Like, he was really good at it. And then they started running the counter tray a lot because Lawrence Phillips was really good at that one play. And so they start, I feel like they started running fewer plays because Tommy was so good that you didn't have to do some of the other things. But, That's, I mean, it, I love run game way more than pass game. And you have 100 years of history on run game, and you only have, like, when do teams really start passing it? In the 80s in college? 70s? Oh, 80s. it depends on who, you, who, you, who you're talking about. Um yeah, it was more. It was more seventies. Howard uh, Schnellenberger. Eighties. Eighties is more. Um, but yeah, you had a, the Pac twelve is always thrown at you. But um, yeah, if you're talking about you know the, the, the big eight schools, never, never, nobody ever. You know, they, uh, right till you, uh, know. you know till Pat Jones and Gundy, and then they started throwing. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Um, my Godfrey to KU came in in eighty three, and he was throwing bombs and stuff. But um, I just think it's interesting that they because. Here they are, and we, they talked about it after the game last week. Well, we're 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 trying we're on some option. We got Ron Brown teaching us this and that, and and receivers are blocking. And I mean, these are things you can't do on the fly. No, and, hard to do. 
and they don't have an option quarterback. He didn't even well, he didn't even think about, about pitching it. He's like, you know, I got it. I, <laughs> I just a joke about Eric Crouch. I got it. Boom. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and Jamal Ward. Yeah, you know, don't worry. I got it. Boom. <laughs> but it was the best offense. He was the best running back. Yeah. Eric Crouch was the best running back. Sure, he, was. he was the best running back in the country. Um, but the <laughs> but it's just funny. They um, they don't have an option. They don't know how to run the option, and they don't have an option quarterback necessarily. And they've kind of got one running back, and they don't have an offensive line that knows how to do all that stuff. Right. So I find it interesting. They're, they're not going to be able to do that all the time. No. But they're but obviously what you saw, they're trying to throw in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, it's an interesting coaching job at work here. And I'm really curious to see how it goes. You want know, to talk about that bye week? I'm really curious to see what they do in there in that bye week. They may try to okay. Here's here's some stuff that we we can work on every day. I'm curious to see how that came out of that bye week. Me too, and I'm curious to see how healthy Heinrich Harburg is. I mean, he's going to go into this game. I think he'll be the starter. We feel that way. Right I think now. so. If they run this offense and they run him 17 times against Michigan, he's going to feel it. Like it's it's going to be a physical, physical, physical experience. And uh, the option's great. I think it's an awesome offense. You, you you better have tough men to run it. Nobody was tougher than Scott Frost. I mean, he was probably the toughest, but, you know, Tommy was really tough. Brooke was tough. tough Brooke played uh, through. Crouch was really tough. He was he, tough, too. Nobody yeah. got hurt more. He hit more than him in Tommy his four was years. Tough. And he didn't really miss yeah. a start. Eric played his entire, he, like, he didn't miss any starts. He played all four years, yeah. uh, and he, he got. Nobody yeah. really knew how hurt he was I mean, because he wouldn't say. I will say Tommy uh, – a lot of places didn't get touched either because <laughs> they true. were blocked so well. But um, I just think it's it's you're right. And whoever plays, whether it's Sims or Harbaugh, how how uh, Harburg, so not Harbaugh. Um, <laughs> I think that mistake a lot this Jim week. Har- I wouldn't mind Jim Harbaugh taking over a drive. But it's it's um, they're both going to get banged up. They're both going to be at the end of the year going, oh my god, I'm you know. Yeah. Put me in the spa, the you know the the the, the hot the hot tub, the hot pool. But uh, um, you know what I mean. I, I just think it's they're going to have to play hurt, and that's this team doesn't have a lot of going for it. So it's kind of like a band aid every week. Or right. okay, what what leak can we plug up this week because we have you know, and so it's going to be hard to win a lot of some of those games because the defenses are going to know. Hey, they can't do this and they can't do that, so we're gonna make them throw it. And the sooner they get those receivers out there, the better. The the, the young guys, because I think you're gonna see the the Big Ten defenses are gonna say, "Nope, you're not running that. You're not running the quarterback. Sorry." And uh, if if you know if you can block us, go ahead and try, but we're not giving you that. Yep. And uh, you're gonna have to throw it. So no question, it's going to be a grind. But it is. The next two weeks are going to be really hard. They're going to play two elite defensive lines. Illinois is not a very good defense, but they're a great defensive line. Yes. So we'll see what happens. All right, moving on to basketball. Fred Hoiberg and Amy Williams uh, did an opening season presser yesterday. Wilson Moore went to went to the practice. He and Joel Lorenzi will have a half court press podcast here today later today. Um, 
I always watch press conferences, though, and I'll just say this. that This is the longest Fred Hoiberg preseason press conference he's had. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. And he really seemed to like his team. When, I mean, when you, you got the, I got that sense. Yes. You know, you, you can read coaches and um, whether they're, they don't want, they want to talk about it or they, they don't, and he did. And um, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know. I don't know what they got. I know. I know some of the guys they got. Um, um, you know, obviously, uh, Tomonaga is on fire right now, and he's coming off a great summer. And he's he's all of a sudden he's coming to practice and he's yelling and being a leader and you know shooting threes and <laughs> hasn't stopped. Um, but um, you know, the, the, there's there's some other guys that they're they're returning. That they're, but they've got a lot. You know, the, the, the new guy, the, the new the, the, the center Marist from uh, Bradley. Yeah, can he hold up in the Big Ten? How's he going to do? I mean, it's a great question. They're all talking about oh, everybody. He's a great leader. He's a, everybody's a great everybody's a great leader right now. Everybody's yep. talking in practice. Everybody's doing the right things. Uh, first day of practice. So. But just there's, but, the, but I think there, there's some interesting pieces. Um, can they play the half court? Can they play defense? You know, can they, can, you know, especially down low, you know, what are they going to have? I think, but you know, Juwan Gary gives them a great defensive player, I think, right out he of does. the gate. Um, point guard, I don't know, you know, what that's going to be. But um, I don't know. What was your impression? I... Well, I would say that I think he really likes his team. He talked about the culture of the team. He feels like he knows what they're going to get. And they um, they seem confident, you know, and he seems confident. A lot of the – and I'll, I'll kind of take the temperature of the beat post, too. And Wilson's relatively new to it. So I think he's kind of experienced it for the first time. But I think within that, there's a sense of like, you know, yeah, I mean, this team might be pretty good. There might be some depth there. When he said, we're able to run three different groups and they're all equal, you can take that positively or negatively. You can right. say, well, what that means is you don't you don't have like two or three guys that are so good that you're like, holy crap. Because if you did that with Creighton, Creighton's three groups wouldn't be equal. Like, you know, the top three, the, the five starters for Creighton would kick the ass at the bottom five. I, I like I I I took it as a, a, a good thing, a good thing because I think it's it gives you depth, right? And then to win the Big Ten or to win games in the Big Ten, you don't have to be flashy. You don't have to out talent necessarily people. That's you, very true. You got to outplay mm. them. That's you got to execute them, and you got to be you know, you, right. you get guys. Okay, he's in foul it's trouble. Not the Big Twelve. You can't slip off if you get in foul trouble. So yeah, I took it, and That's I think they're gonna, I think they're going to play pretty good defense. I liked what they did at the end of the year. Uh, I think a lot of people did, and um, you know, a kid like Lawrence is uh, yeah. kind of a combo guard. And the way he emerged, you know, there, there's a lot there, and I, I'm anxious to see what, what what he comes up with. So, um, but you know, they're they're going to be fun, and they're. Um, I think that the schedule is their best friend. They didn't overload it. And they didn't need to, they didn't needed to go the other way, and I think they they're going to be able to get a, a, little, a little momentum. We talked about that last week, um, so I, I'm anxious to see. It's it's early. It's, it's still September. Everybody's on fire. Everybody's great, um, but 
Yeah, I, I think I think I think you can read moods, and I I think you can tell if a coach is trying to fool you or maybe trying to fool himself. But I, I didn't get that feeling yesterday. Totally agree. I would just add, you know, I'm not in in the weeds with it as much as you guys are, but when he said they could play small, they could play big, or they could play gigantic too, like that's mm-hmm. that's something that Nebraska just has not been able to do. It feels like every year they're undersized and. You know, Derek Walker was that guy forever, and he was undersized, and they kind of make it work and play positionless. So, like, if they have actually that versatility in-game to adjust and, and tap into Fred's basketball IQ, I mean, that's that's only a good thing. And and then, too, like, he was he was relaxed, to, to add on to the mood. Like, his, his explanation of the story that his son Sam put out on Twitter about the, the dancing thing that he did – like he, I mean, he 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 leaned into that. He was laughing and telling stories and being detailed, and yeah, I, I agree. It did not feel like a guy who was on a hot seat so much as it was a guy who just enjoyed being around his team. That's a good point. I agree with that. Yeah, the size thing hurt him. At, it hurt him in the Big Ten tournament against Minnesota. It, you know, uh, it hurt him. It, Minnesota was big everywhere. And it, it cost him cost him a few possessions. There's no other way to put it. Yep. Okay, women's basketball. I'll say this really quickly. Um, you know, Amy Williams. I think likes her team. They have an NCAA tournament caliber team. The the, the couple changes that I will note um, from last year's team, and I don't think it's bad. I Allison Widener will be back. Uh, I think you know Amy feels like they've had to kind of you know throttle her down at times because Allison is so tough and all these other things. But I think they feel like she's going to be good. Darian White is the kind of player, she's a transfer in from Montana State, is exactly the kind of guard that, that Nebraska wants and needs. She's 5'5". It's not really big. But she will get down in a defensive stance, and she will get underneath um, a Big Ten guard. And she will, and this is true in women's basketball, not quite as much in men's, Darian's going to be able to run down rebounds that in women's basketball, posts don't always run down. There's just no other way to put it because the post is 6'1 versus 6'9". And so you have to have, it really helps to have a small guard on the floor who could go run down rebounds. And you'll notice that on a lot of teams, there's a 5-5 or a 5-6 guard that has five rebounds. It's because they're fast. So Darian White will do that. You'll see more full-court defense, I think, from them, more aggressive full-court defense, not necessarily designed to turn it over, but to compress the shot clock. And uh, question comes down to the posts. I mean, Alexis Markowski, you know what she's going to bring. She's really good. She needs a running mate. She had it last year in Isabel Bourne. Now they have Annika Stewart. Apparently she's spent more time down in the post, which is good. They have two freshmen, Jessica Petrie. Brent Wagner wrote a really good story on her. I don't know if you saw that quote. It was great. From Australia, she's she's scoring challenge. She's not a scorer, but maybe an enforcer. And then this kid from St. Louis, Natalie Potts, unique person. Um, they really need her to be good. What's, so. a, what's an appropriate expectation for that team this year? I've always kind of – I feel like I've – gotten this right in the last couple of years i would say they would be a 21 to 22 win team and a, and a and a six to seven to eight to nine seed in the big in the ncaa tournament yeah i think with with shelly back and also markowski and it needs to be an ncaa team um and then in the the league the league's good it, you know it'll be it's, it, it's you know yeah. so it's it's gonna it's be tough but I think they'll be able to hold their own, especially at home. Uh, grab a couple on the road, and, and you know, I'm, I think have a, a, a decent seed in the Big Ten, and then and then go to the NCAs. Um, but uh, I mean, that's as soon as Jazz Shelley said she's coming back. That's what you thought. Okay, 
didn't you know didn't mm. get in like this year yes so um i, I you know i love it I, i've been to those games uh we've got tickets to those games too my That's wife great. loves going to there it was um we we know Maddie Kroll is uh, my daughter played with her OSA way back in the day, so we know that we've got tickets and we're going to run them back and see it again this year. But they're they're a lot of fun and um, they are. Um, I was, you know it's um it's good to have good basketball. It just it just makes everything better. You know, well, we all love our football. We love our football, but. Sometimes it doesn't get you through the winter. It helps to have good basketball. It really does. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, of the NUNCU teams, three of the four are going to make the NCAA tournament, I think. And one of them could make the final four, and the other two could, you know, win, get to the second round or something like that. Same with baseball. They have a scrimmage against UNO. It's a brand-new team in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, More UNO. We can't escape the, the Nebraska-Omaha matchup. I mean, they, did they play like 10 games last year? <laughs> they only they, play all one they play next year. Oh, they, yeah, and they, they have a hard time with them, too. <laughs> yeah, no. They have. Only one next year. Uh, I'm going to give you more That's specific That's a lot of fun. Questions. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Offense. Uh, you lose two incredible hitters from the middle of your lineup. Where, where does that come from? Well, they have one all-Big Ten player back. That's Gabe Swanson. He's a, you know, he was a walk-on from Iowa who, who hit power numbers like Scott Schreiber did uh, in 2016. So he's kind of the, the known. Um, you know, beyond that, you're, you're looking for the next step from Dylan Carey, who was a starter at freshman at third. You're looking for a step forward for Josh Karen, who they like as the guy at catcher. Uh, Colt Evans was a, a former Creighton uh, outfielder who's at Nebraska who had a pretty decent season. But, yeah, they're replacing more than half the lineup, I think, uh, Ty Stone, who's an, an Iowa Western transfer, he was a he got some All America uh, pub there. He's going to be their first baseman most likely, but they have some holes to fill in the outfield for sure. Caden Brumbaugh was a guy who was at Oklahoma State previously, who uh, got hurt in the preseason and missed the entire season. He probably would have been a, a factor for Nebraska last year, so I think they'll look at him quite a bit. <clears throat> and then it's a number of junior college guys and transfers and you just kind of start to figure it out as you go so I think that's that's the one side but I mean quite honestly the the pitching side is just as fascinating to me I mean you you replace almost your entire rotation you've got Will Walsh who was a a two-way guy kind of part-time Sunday guy Jackson Brockett who was a part-time Sunday guy back otherwise you have no clear-cut ace at this point and so to me, I think one of the, the themes that I'll be looking for Friday and through the offseason is going to be the Rob Childress effect. Yes, I totally agree. That's the big thing for next year. When they went to the tournament, that, that, that first year bolt or, mm-hmm. or second year bolt? 21. When they went to Arkansas. Was, was, first full year. Yeah. 21, yeah. The pitching was, was a, a giant reason. They had, they had, they had really good starters and a guy out of the pen. Um, is it crazy to think that they relied too much on the the the, the big the big two last year in the uh, lineup? Did, did they just did, did something? Well, I sit back and go, well, they'll they'll get the big hit. I mean, they had a school record, you know, whatever it was, ninety three, ninety four home runs, yeah. and Bryce and and Max combined for you know forty five of those. Yeah, roughly. I, I just wonder sometimes you, you you can kind of rely on them too much. Maybe I wonder. 
if, if that if that, might, if that that might be something that uh, maybe maybe helps him this year. Well, and and to be specific, when I when I say the Rob Childress effect, to me, I, there are like five or six guys on this roster, pitchers, who have filthy stuff like strikeout stuff, but they don't always know where the ball's going. And one of the things that that Childress is always really good at was. It's his kiss method. He always mentions it. Keep it simple, stupid. Repeat the the delivery. What can you do so you can repeat something over and over again? So, like, I look at a lot of these guys who, again, they don't always know where the ball's going. If he can harness some of that stuff, like, that's how you go from from guys who are sort of, you know, midweek options maybe to potentially frontline guys. I'm, so, like, the development piece is really fascinating. I think that the staff, I think attitude is so important for that program. And... Um, I always wondered when Van Horn was there if, if Van Horn was a no nonsense, you know, he, he he would kick your ass if you needed to. But I think as a head coach, you can't always be that guy. And I I think Childress was a lot of that was that guy a lot of times for Van Horn, where and he was a pitching coach, but his pitchers were were, were such hard asses that they were competitors that hey, you kept rubbed off on the whole team. Mm-hmm. And I wonder now that Childress. Maybe as the guy last year couldn't quite do that. Now he's all in. Yeah, they call him Bad Rob now. Yeah, because he's more on, on that guy hands on, back, on the field. That, that, that could go through the whole team. And uh, whereas you know, Will Bolt has to manage everybody, and he can't beat everybody over the head all the time. Right. So uh, it'll be something to watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Will. All right, let's get to picks. Yep. Evan made a move last week, going nine and one. There we go. Tom's still ahead. 31 and 9 for him. Evans 28 and 12, and I'm at 26 and 14. I, I took it on the chin with, with Notre Dame, Ohio State. And, I, and there was another one I, I missed. Clemson and Florida State? Yeah. I, Both looked like the they were going to go. If the guy doesn't get sacked and fumbles, <laughs> a couple coin I, I win. Yeah. Sorry, Dabo. It's well. You know, nobody's weeping for him. Nobody is. No. He's, he's kind of like Jimbo Fisher. He's just, eh. Right. <laughs> right. USC and Colorado. SC. Yeah, USC. One of my five favorite fight songs. Oh, it's a great one. Great one. Georgia at Auburn. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. I will take Georgia as well. I also took USC. Kansas undefeated at Texas undefeated. <sighs> Texas is awfully good. I feel like te- Kansas can hang, but I got to go with Texas. Yeah, I think this is a different Texas. I, do too. I think it's going to go down to the wire, though. Lots of points. Thinking yeah. points? I'm thinking points. Mm-hmm. LSU at Mississippi. <laughs> it wasn't a great week, folks. So we got to get we got to we got to go in deep into the bullpen. I'm going Ole Miss. Okay. Ooh. Same here. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on LSU yet. I agree. They barely beat Arkansas. Arkansas is talented, though. Who are you going? LSU. All right. Illinois Purdue. This is a pick'em. Where Ryan is Walters Bowl. I don't know what it is. Is it at, at where? It's at Purdue. Oh, I'm looking ahead to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, Illinois. That's a tough one, though. It is. You can beat him. Oh, I think it'll be Illinois. Yeah. Purdue's favored. By like one. But That's what I mean. It could go either way. It could. Clemson <laughs> and Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse is undefeated. Pretty good. At Syracuse? Yeah, at Syracuse in the dome. Oh, God. 
And they've had Clemson's number occasionally through the years. I'm still going Clemson. All right. <clears throat> Clemson for Evan. I have Syracuse. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Syracuse. I think. Okay. Hey, t- hangover game. Yeah. They they put all their chips on Florida State. Yeah. We'll see. Good be. Utah, Oregon State. This is in or this is at Corvallis. I'm going to take Oregon State. Another really tough one. I, I, I feel like Utah's physical game travels. I know their quarterback situation's unclear as well, but Utah. Okay. I'm going to go Beavers. I just they, they're really good. They'll be home. Notre Dame at Duke. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Duke. Ooh. I, I think that game with Ohio State's going to leave a uh, physical might, mark. You might be right. Maybe so. And Duke's actually going to have uh, a full stadium for once. Florida, Kentucky. This has been a very contentious game in recent years. Uh, very contentious. Teams getting in fights, all kinds of stuff. It's just been a contentious game. They don't like each other at all. Cats. At Kentucky. Cats. Okay. Same. I'm with you. I. It'll be interesting to watch though, because these two teams hate and Florida hate. A lot of teams hate Florida. <laughs> LSU hates Florida. Georgia hates Florida. They're they're just sort of they fight a lot and they get whatever. And the last one, Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan. Michigan. But I'll I think it's close. Michigan. Would you take Michigan by the points, which is eighteen and a half? I think Nebraska covers that. So do I. Yeah, I, I like it. I just don't think Michigan cares that much. Yeah. I really don't. I, I think I think they're fine winning however they win. They know if they win every game, they're going to the CFP. It doesn't matter what the margin is. That is our Pick 6 podcast for this week. We'll be back next week, maybe on Wednesday, maybe on Tuesday, I don't know, yeah. to talk Michigan and then to preview our wonderful trip, you and I, Evan, to Illinois. Friday night. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.